A word before we jump in, this podcast is uncensored and full of spoilers. Consider yourself warned. Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Takes All Over the Place. I'm Nick, and Julie follows me everywhere I go for intro music. Hi, Julie. That's that's Julie, a.k.a. Angela Lansbury, because murder, if you wrote it, she's watching it. It's so true, my body count is up to like a thousand at this point. Stone Cold Killer. And And Emma's here, hi, Emma. Hello. What a gemstone. So, Julie... You are. What are we talking about today? Oh my God, what aren't we talking about? I've had a little break. It's so. tough to say. This was literally <laughs> an eight-hour podcast. I hope Emma can trim it down to a nice, reasonable four hours, but we definitely talked about Canvas Drag Race. Beloved. We talked about Dancing with the Stars, which I would prefer if it was Dancing with Starzy. Um, you talked about sports, which is just the most strange part of our podcast, about gymnastics <laughs> and tennis. I mean... Sports. I mean, they're they're still very much within the homosexual wheelhouse as far as sports viewership. I talked about um, my love for multi-level marketing schemes and cults, which somehow led into my Keanu fascination and got me to watch Murdering John Wick all weekend. And I loved it so much. We're going to start a cult. and Well, you're going to start a cult. I'm going to join it. And in that cult, we'll have to share a dog. We might share a dog. And I did, I have done those personality tests that are like, what would you be good for? And it does say like, cult leader. Ah, mine says nothing. Mine says like, administrative assistant, cult leader, murder watcher. Mine says, LSD taker, hospital frequenter, what's wrong? And then it just like links me to the suicide hotline. I don't know why. Oh, also, and- Nick crushed several of my dreams, which will be really, really fun to <laughs> And I cast several white claws, so par for the course, babies. Hope you guys are hanging in there. Glad that you came back to have some fun and laughs with us. We're sending you love and light in a culty way. <laughs> I want to be the top multi-level marketing team. Those are the people that make all the money. So that's the thing about connective tissue disorders. They can strike at any time. And that is why you have to be constantly vigilant and get so many x-rays constantly. An x-ray will not stop you from getting a connective tissue disorder. It sure won't, (laughs) but it'll help you in the the treatment process. Is that true? I mean, Ehlers-Sondler is a lifetime disease. You're not going to get rid of it. But if you catch it early enough, you can at least treat... (laughs) Julie, you can at least treat... And prolong your lifespan. Because if, like, the weakening of the heart and all of the, like, skeletomusculature connective tissue starts degrading, it's like you got to slow it down. Because otherwise, you're dead in, like, two years. And have you been scanned for this? No. So there's, like, no one diagnostic test, which is a real (laughs) bummer. But don't you worry. I keep going in for all the ones that could potentially qualify. I've got very stretchy skin. You're no Evie Oddly. Um, you should have just sat there and ate the food. 
I ate everything there was in the house. There's nothing left. That was not food. That was a rice cracker with some After chocolate. an entire bag of Stacey's bagel chips, which I bought by accident, thinking they were pita chips. Oh, what's that? Empty. <laughs> They're so Do you know what I had for breakfast this morning? What? Two pints of ice cream. And you're still so skinny? Okay. Well, no, I haven't eaten for like a week. This is like me recovering. What kind of ice cream? You can't. Um, chocolate chip cookie dough. Buckeye Blitz. I like a little chewy center. <laughs> a little something to nausea on. I like it. Did you say that's not okay? No, I, that's not what I said. <laughs> that's, that's not, not my journey. Shut yeah. it down. Uh, unfortunately, it's not my journey. So you didn't watch Vegas. Did you watch any of Canada's Drag Race during your... Completed Canada's Drag Race, yes. Emma and I watched it. Well, yes. Emma, first of all, shout out to Emma for just... Shout out to Emma. <laughs> thank you, thank you. She's literally won awards for taking care of One me. award it's one time. like insane. <laughs> well, I mean, that's still... Anything can be plural if you don't care. <laughs> About the truth. And, um, but no, she has come over for... Drag race, even when I've been incommunicado, which I know, shocking, considering how I dominate every conversation by just not caring about other people's opinions. And it's been a blast. Canada's Drag Race has been such a tonic, such an elixir, so much fun. They're all so sweet. And even when they have drama, it's still just like best friend drama, where it's just like, you're being a cunt right now. And they're like, yeah, fair. Or it's just like, your makeup looks like shit. And it's like, oh, it does, doesn't it? It's like, yeah, do this instead, idiot. And then they're just like, okay, I was beaten up. That was a rough turn when Rita Baggo was just like, well, you look old. Your makeup makes you look really old today, Jimbo. And she's like, what? Uh, considering Rita Baggo basically looks like she's 60 and she's like 34. But can we talk about can how? Because we, we, we had to look at. Let's get Joe Can we talk for a moment? So we had to look, we had to look at the ages and Rita Baggo is only like 32. I know. Scary. And um, what's her name? Scarlet Bobo is 29. And she looked cute pre-fillers. And the finale really had me feeling some type of way about Bobo, which was, like, impressed. She fucking slayed that lip sync. She killed, killed it. it. If she didn't look like someone cosplaying as Maeve from Westworld with a budget of 12 cents, she would have killed it. But, because, like, I think her verse was the best. And... I think her performance was absolutely the best. And then she comes out looking like a disaster. Well, she's wearing someone else's dress. Um, as Trixie has pointed out, nobody believes in boobs or hips or, <laughs> cin- or a cincher. You Where know what are mean? they? Because her waist needed to be snatched. But the, opposite, the dress just didn't fit. But I don't it care. Did not fit her. If it's a lip sync for the crown, she won. She killed it. I don't care she what her record was. She absolutely killed it. I mean, I love Priyanka. I'm super excited for Priyanka. She's a hoot. She's going to do more with it than anybody. She's already been marketing herself like crazy. Yeah. Um, but Bobo won that lip sync. Won. And, and he- that's the thing. It's like, I think if we're going by the whole season, who was the most enjoyable to watch? Priyanka. Priyanka was, for me, who is that for you? <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't Priyanka. She got up. She, it was a little too much. Her talking yeah. heads became a lot. Um, I was down for Jimbo, but he lost his lip sync. Yeah, he was he dead in the eyes. Take that thing off your head. And so apparently, his exit have you heard was the... so good, though. Like when he did the drop so to the knees, and you're like, where was that clown eight seconds ago? Yeah. I, well, 
as Jeffrey Boyer Chapman would say, welcome to the competition in episode 12 after she's won three challenges. But um, Jimbo, so apparently the crown was affixed to her hair. And so she wasn't able to take out the crown without taking off her hair. And she didn't want to look messy. Which I like. I'm not saying that she's not glamorous. I've looked up glamour since she made her whole diatribe about like, do you know what it is? I was like, I don't know the way to San Jose. Maybe you can show me. And um, I she's just never been the most polished queen. So I feel like passion. She if she had put an iota more effort and wasn't constrained by her outfit, she absolutely could have won. But she already won the season as far as Miss Congeniality. Everyone adores her. She's doing great. Even though in some of her exit interviews, she was like, yeah, I was 100% robbed on some of these challenges. Which I agree, but it's just like a rough soundbite. Oh my god. Okay, so the shit. Rainbow, what are they called? The zippers? What? They're called zippers. No, The no. rainbow parade, the rainbow railroad. Rainbow, railroad, railroad rainbow, whatever that was. That was amazing. That whole episode... The fact that they've saved so many people, the fact that by Priyanka winning, she gets to really save someone's life. But I thought Jimbo won that. His partner looked just like him. They're like, it's not a family resemblance. It's more like mother-daughter. I'm like, family resemblance doesn't mean sisters. And they were being goofballs, and they looked amazing. And his person looked amazing. Priyanka was wearing a bathing suit yet again. I know. They were super obsessed with sissies this season. So any other (laughs) family is just like... That whole challenge no. when they said sissy like a thousand times, I was like, somebody hurt me, please. Sissy. Sissy. So Jimbo absolutely won that challenge. She was amazing. But that whole episode was like, and you know, because you also feel this way, I'm assuming, I don't know, sometimes I speak out of turn. It's just remember what it is before you get lost in the circle. But. Well, you're not helping. <laughs> That's true. Good me. point. Fair point. Point. So... Damn it, Julie! No, so, wait, we're gonna get back. So, you know how I hate emotional interludes, where it's just like, we're doing makeup. Hey, did you know that my father killed himself with my arm? And it's like, wow, brutal. Those are Guess who's going home. Thanks for sharing. I know, which is like, if those were done in a more authentic manner, but it's just like, we're having fun, we're having fun. Suddenly, sad music. Here's my childhood trauma. And it's like, a bummer, but like, the way this is cut does not make me feel anything other than cringe. But when they were talking about their stories and how uplifting it was and coming to Canada and the paces that they emerged from and that the joy and the hope they still had, it was just so profound. And it was just like super affecting. I kept looking at Emma because I could not speak and just being like <laughs> um, emotional eyebrows. It was it was like probably one of the most powerful episodes of Drag Race, any of the iterations that I've seen. It was like. Ah, it was so fun. I think the genuine nature of the Canadian Queens period, you know what I mean? There's a little like cheese ball factor to them. Like everybody that would write me that doesn't know that much about the drag universe. I'm like, we're the Barbie and they're the bitch. You know what I mean? Like they're just, they're not cinched. They don't have great bodies. They don't take themselves so seriously. They just seem like really nice people who like to dress up and have fun. And what a great, you know, thing that Canada does is America rocks. So I'm hoping they'll take us up there at some point, but. Um, other highlights. Let's see what else did we miss from Canada's Drag Race. Um, Scarlet Bobo. So Scarlet Bobo, like from Rainbow Railroad on, she really had a lovely upward trajectory for me. Because before I was just like, all right, like she's the filler queen because like she has a lot of fillers and she's doing that and she's like consistently solid. But when they did the puppets, 
And Jim, oh, oh my Jimbo God. put the filler in her puppet face. That was fucking hilarious. Tell me about the puppets because I know how much you love. Well, I think these might have been marionettes or something because they had arms that moved and very elaborate. So I didn't realize that you were a puppet purist. <laughs> they went from like little hand puppets to like big puppets with an arm they had to manipulate. Yeah. I don't know. I can't even remember what they said during the puppets, but I do know that I think that was the episode where Lemon was like, well, it's another day in the workroom and everyone still hates me. (laughs) (laughs) So I appreciate that sort of honesty. Lemon really grew on me. (laughs) She did. Well, then when she lost, she was like a venereal disease. She was just like, well, you know, self-delusional is my brand. So I was like, own it, bitch. If you're going to, I mean, if you're going to be young and, Pretty, although, like, her drag wasn't the prettiest. Um, she herself, gorgeous boy. But it was just, like, I don't know, like, own it, I guess. She had a lot more comedy chops than I think a lot of people give her credit Oh, for. yeah. But I did love when she was, like, Alona, I know that you hate me and you just think I'm a twink. And Alona's, like, yes, you're everything I can't be. So, yes, I do hate you. I'm sorry. I was, like, whoa. Brutal Which honesty is, like, on the couch. Right? Canada brought the brutal honesty where it wasn't, like, I mean – I don't know. I expected the brand to be like very passive aggressive um, just because Canada, but they were very just self effacing where they were like, yeah, no, I don't like you because of this reason. And that's what's happening. Okay. Let's have a civil discourse and peer mediate. <laughs> Meanwhile, the true girls are like stabbing each other with celebrities. I was like, Oh, it do be like that up there. Interesting. I have watched that Trixie and Katya watching Blow Up with Kim Chi on the show, I would say, more than once a day for a month during this That's pandemic. amazing. <laughs> Perfect. Because, I, yeah, well, that guy, so that guy, I'm now following him on Instagram, and sure. he's totally loving it. He's loving all the attention he's getting. The finger up the butt dude. But <laughs> they're like, you won 20 minutes with Kim Chi. The specific. only problem is she's only going to be speaking in Korean. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's my. It's the funniest uh, thing I've seen. Again and again and again. <laughs> and again. So that's your pandemic comfort. It really is. Emma, what is your... Emma, what has been your constant... going to rewatch it. This is going to soothe my soul social media or just media sitch constantly like, go back to that i'm going back to like, anything i just go into these holes and i i just burrow in there the current one is outlander you do burrow and I, <laughs> nice. even as i proceed forward i keep going back to season one just because i feel comfortable at the beginning <laughs> oh my god i do get that very much where i mean i don't always read spoilers of the entire show like you do but often <laughs> just because in this time of uncertainty i don't know if you've heard from honda lately but this is an uncertain time it's just no, like really it's really difficult to just be unprepared for something so there's so much comfort in returning to something safe which for us is tv <laughs> i've been watching um a lot of gymnastic olympic videos it's been awful. like once yeah. a day i'm watching some YouTube of gymnasts in their prime or gymnasts falling. Sometimes it's like, we're the same. I too have stumbled. <laughs> bad, 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 bad. Oh my, it's just, it is, it's very difficult too because like all of that feels a little stained as a viewer because you're like, oh my, the sacrifices that they've made, what they've been through in these moments 
And then the amount of pressure and the amount of abuse that they've suffered is so horrific. And they're still expected to be placed into these high octane, insanely stressful, not replicable moments of just like expectation and pressure. And it's just like when you add on that, that overlay of everything that's happening, it's, it's insane how strong these women are. And fuck you, Marta Caroli and Bella Caroli, this nonsense. Like, I too watched growing up Carrie Strug land on one foot, and I was like, oh my God, peak heroism. And it's like, no, this is an athlete who was forced to do something by her coach on an injury for something that may or may not have been necessary, thereby ruining her personal chance at the all around title for which she'd been training her whole life. She was also 16. It's just, and it's like, if you watch, have you either of you watched Athlete A yet? Yes. Yes. So it's like after, after Nadia and Bella coached Nadia back in Romania, it became less about adult women with full figures. And by full figures, I mean they actually consumed enough calories to support their energetic output. It turned into you have to be this prepubescent infant because the skills will be better that way. And that persisted for 30 years it's still persisting it wasn't it's still persisting i do feel like we're breaking through it a little bit but it's do you watch any college gymnastics those are women who have their period and have learned how to drive a car everybody that's going to the olympics is not able to drive a car does not have their period what within the last like i'd say three years i feel like it's been it's been better when you see every like on twitter every other day there's a new outcropping (laughs) I see the world through Twitter. There's a new outcropping of a different country, a different federation, where all these gymnasts finally have a voice to speak out about something that's endemic to this entire sport, where these people are shamed for their bodies, are not permitted to eat. And you see now, like, you don't need that to be successful. Like, you see fuller-figured people. And the beauty of the pandemic was that if you can... I have a lot of of feelings. Sorry, he doesn't even go here, but he has a lot to say. Um... (laughs) Is that for so long, the prevailing theory was you had to constantly train or else you would lose your skills. You wouldn't have the ability to continue performing unless you, took a, unless you continue to train constantly. And these people took a break, mentally recharged, physically allowed themselves to heal because everyone's forced to perform on injuries. And they were like, oh, wait, I can still do this and I feel better because I'm healthier. And I think Simone Biles is a great model, too, because obviously she's been through the ringer. She was put through the same abuse structure of everyone else, but she's so good that she finally, she had enough agency where she could be like, this is what I'm doing, and this is how I'm conducting myself, and this is what works for me. And I'm also the greatest athlete in this sport of all time and probably ever. And so this is what's going to happen. And more people have been like, oh, wow, I guess we can try to do it the Simone way. And you see way more fuller-figured gymnasts now. And by, well, when did you watch the 2019 World Championships? I'm watching them right now. Amazing. (laughs) You should. They're great. But it's just like (laughs) the sport has turned towards power, and you need energy to power your body. It's just science. I hate Have you seen Parks and Recreation? Boom. That was a cookie. (laughs) I hate it when they change the point system so that the forward tumbling gets more or as much as the backward tumbling because i i don't think it's pretty i want to see a double twisting double back i do not want to see a punch front or a layout forward i want to kiss you in the mouth right now. <laughs> uh, i hate the forward tumbling 
It's well, I mean, everyone always talks about like this is what the international judges love these lines. I was like, you mean they're femur barely masked by light covering of skin, and you have to do those that's a great three line. full turns in the air, and it doesn't matter how ugly they are as long as you just whip your body around on the floor exercise. I know. Well, that is that is a valid point. Is people are like, there's more power than actually like sticking the landing and paying attention to form. Yeah, um, send everybody I mean, back to ballet go to class. Point our fucking toes and do some twists and solidly and land. And then open up your chest to the sky for the mounds of applause. <laughs> Did you hear that Chelsea Memo is coming back? I don't know who that is. She's 32. She's a mother of three. And okay, Kim Kleisters, stay home. Legend. Did you hear that there are three mothers in the quarterfinals of the U.S. Open? Did you know that Sarah Huckabee Sanders is the have... first mother to ever be a press secretary? Anyway. She was on The View today, and she won. Oh, Kim my Kleisters? God. No, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Nobody <laughs> oh, gives won? a fuck about Kim Kleisters except for you and my mother. Our Belgian listener. And the only people who like Outlander are Emma and my mother. She just had my mom on the podcast. I do, too. So you've been watching. There's gymnastics cover, new brand new gymnast stuff on Twitter every day. No, I'm, I am new to the sport, so I'm watching, like, 2000, 2001, and each subsequent year, I was going to list them all, but thankfully, I stopped. You need to get back to the 80s. You need to, you need to go to the 80s for the 84 Dream Men's Team, because Kurt Thomas just died. Oh. And I loved... I don't care about... You would, that team. They were so good. Tim Daggett, okay. Peter Vidmar. Oh, fuck Tim Daggett. He is the worst commentator. <laughs> he is not the guy who's like... This is a very tense moment. Oh, Al Troutwick. She's yeah, holding her breath. Too. I can They're see her. She's great. holding her stomach in right now. She's thinking, this is the biggest moment of my time. Oh, she's dead. Oh. <laughs> he is now. <laughs> they shot her. Yes. The Soviet shot her. No, in like 2008, because I've been watching that constantly, it's always just like, oh no, the gymnast, the gymnast from China who's not an individual, I'm not sure her age, but I think she's six, just took a step. That is disastrous. And then... The gymnast from America does the same thing, and they're just like, she couldn't have done better. That was amazing. I don't know what you're talking about. Tim Daggett is a very fair and balanced judge. And he and I'm gonna pull up some competition. Feel free to watch. I love him. He's the All right, he was fair. on a team okay. with six of the most attractive men on the planet, and then Tim Daggett. And he's the and one that Tim came Daggett. out like the career. Like, <laughs> it's great. I'm like really excited for him. You're like Peter Vidmar all day long, Bart Connor. Oh yeah. Mitch Gaylord, you can lord over me anytime. <laughs> oh my god! And then you're like, and it's gonna be. Hey, do you you want to go get a burger or something? Uh, so I'm glad that you're liking gymnastics. China, that literally lasted for 15 minutes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we love your stories. That is yeah. why we do a podcast together. I love your stories. Because I was rendered speechless. I don't know what happens to me in the stages, but I literally can't talk. It's wild. And he called me a week later. Yeah, it just took that long. So Not do you know what snapped you out of it? Or is it um, gradual? It's great. I mean, it, usually it's instant. Like, I snap out of it. Relative, like, I'm usually pretty resilient. And that's what was tough about this, where it's just like, typically it was like, I know if I do this and this and this, I'll get better. Um, but I just never do it because I'm like, I need to do it on my own for whatever reason. 
And this time I was like, okay, I'm going to go for walks. I'm going to make sure I'm drinking plenty of water. I'm going to take my meds at the same time every day and actually take them every day. And I'm going to eat three square meals and I'm going to do things that are better. And I didn't get better like within a couple days, which for me was uncharacteristic. And I was like, well, fuck, God, which just lends itself to the psychosis I had, where it's just like, you cause this degradatory disease that's slowly eating you away, whether mental or Ehlers-Donlos. So, I mean, it's just like, I get so in my head that I'm just like super aware of like everything that's happening. It's like, I, it's super fucking annoying, but it's just like, I don't know, that like energy or that feeling you get when you get a thought or you have a good idea and it's like, well, what if you think about that too much and you lose it? Let's dwell on that for about three more hours. And then it's just like, I'm so in my head that everything else just like does not feel real. So it just gets like super dissociative and it's like, uh, but I mean, I, and that was the thing. It's like, I'd been talking to my doctors. I had been going up on medication. I'd been going to see actual doctors, not that pharmacists, or not that psychiatrists aren't, um, to talk about like all my other things. Um, then I got a therapist appointment and after two sessions, I still wasn't feeling better. And I was just like, this just feels so much slower. Usually it's just like, I can get out of it. And yeah, so that was just like discouraging, but I'm also aging very rapidly. So things don't <laughs> bounce back as quickly when you're older. And so, I mean, that's what I say. And well, and also this is like an unprecedented time. Yeah. Pandemic, uprising, fascism. Yeah. So it was just like apocalyptic fires, storms, you know. Yeah. Well, and that's like, I listened to a podcast um, for the first time, like ever. And it was um, Jonathan Homosexual, Jonathan Bass. Getting Um, curious with with Jonathan. Yeah, with Allie Raisman. Um, Oh, yes, of course you did. And she talked a lot about um, self-compassion. And it's like, you know, I have a lot of PTSD when it comes to exercising because I associate that with my trauma. And I couldn't do the things that I used to be able to do. And that was frustrating for me. And I thought that, you know, I had been robbed of these abilities. And then I was like, you just have to be compassionate with yourself. There's no point in living against your body. And I was like, why am I crying on the porch right now where I slept through three nights? So we can save to say Jonathan Vanessa saved your life. Save my life. Please. Go Jane us. and your cat dancing. No, it was Allie Raisman, a hundred percent. No. No. I skipped past Jonathan Vanessa's friends. <laughs> it's like I think we are safe. We can absolutely say that we're friends now. And it's like, okay. I do think it's adorable he and Michelle Kwan have become friends because he just loved her so much. All the it's <laughs> I want that for me. I know, but who would you want? Kim Petras or who, who's on your list? Allie Raisman and Michelle, all the people that he <laughs> has. If you, I mean, these are just all the people gay men want in general. It's just like figure skaters, um, gymnasts, divers. What other gay sports are out there? Not that those sports are inherently gay, but just a lot of gay people watch them. <laughs> Did you watch Gay of Thrones when it was on? I did, yes, and that was always super tolerable. The episode with Brian Safi when he's on there, and he's like, Michelle Kwan messed up. He's like, no, she didn't. And he's like, she's the best. And they're like, Sarah Hughes is terrible. They're like, oh, yeah, Sarah Hughes is terrible. <laughs> Sarah Hughes did not. And they, they changed the scoring system. It's just like, ugh. Whatever, it's fine. They changed <laughs> it in gymnastics, too. Every quad. Every quad, it's different. You can't compare scores between quads. It's, whatever. It's ridiculous. It's insane. Um, I watched about 4,000 other things since last time we talked. <laughs> I narrowed it down a little bit. 
Tell me your faves. Okay, well, currently obsessed with the Nexium cult, which I've been obsessed with before. The acid reflux med? Uh, <laughs> acid reflux med. First of all, I'm looking at your ceiling. Med. <laughs> Nick's monitor is unable to stay stable, so sometimes we get to see the ceiling. So let me paint you a picture real quick. You keep talking. Was there was a cult that started like 14 years ago, and it ends up being called Nexium, and it, it's which is well, an, which is an acid reflux medicine. I'm sorry, I'll stop. No, not it's not. It's N X I V M is the Nexium cult. Well, that's not how you spell it. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so it starts out as like a multi-level marketing kind of company, but about human potential and personal growth and. Same kind of basis of Scientology minus the aliens and stuff. Just like, I'm going to retell these stories until they're empowering. I'm going to take 100% responsibility for my life and my actions. And I'm not a victim. I'm, you know, the creator of my life, not whatever. Turns out it's like sex cults and the women are being branded and they think they're getting a branding of like the, the four elements, but it turns out to be like the leader's initials are seared into them. And the second leader in charge is Alice and Mac from Smallville. Yes. <laughs> and she's branding people and giving people to the leader to have sex with. So I had seen like an A&E special on it a couple years ago. Now it's great. Now that HBO Max is doing The Vow, which is really slow, but fantastic. And then I listened to a podcast about it. But I mean, some part of me is like just super obsessed with cults and I love multi-level marketing schemes. Any multi-level marketing scheme I'm in for, I just love it. I want to start one. I want to be on the ground floor. The top 14 people make $40 billion and everybody else makes nothing. I don't give a shit. I'll be one of them. So then <laughs> this slides into the Unwell series that's on Netflix, which is not by any means. But the first one is about essential oils. And that is a multi-level marketing scheme and that they prey on super religious people. It's fantastic. So anyway, part of me wants to be like, you know, I love personal growth and I love taking seminars and I love all that stuff, but thankfully I've never been like sucked into a cult where I ended up having to have sex with the leader and get branded with their initials. But I find it all really like, why does it always have to turn? Even the guy on a tragedy, they were trying to create a diverse, happy society, not based on money. Then everybody drink the Kool-Aid and die. I don't really know why people can't just get together for like human growth and human potential without it turning into like something awful. Uh, there is a, there's actually one that I've heard of recently that I feel like ticks all your boxes. It's called Takes All of the Place. Um, please subscribe and comment below. Well, we're only three episodes into a nine-episode show on HBO Max called The Vow, so they're breaking them out really slowly. But I know enough of the backstory. But whew, I got to tell you, not being able to binge something is painful. Right? So The Boys recently was released yes. on Amazon. Yes, the season, season two. And yes. yes, and they're doing the same thing. Are you watching it? I started it, and then I was like, fuck, I need to go back. I don't remember what happened. Why is Elizabeth Shoe dead? Whose baby is this? What happened? Ah, I was just watching it for the first time. <laughs> I love spoilers. She does. Okay. You said season two. For me, Emma has <laughs> just found Outlander. It's from the Revolutionary War. I'm not taking I'm sorry. I didn't know. No, she's fine. Um, I am fine. So, so um, yeah, no, I like... Couldn't remember anything either. So I'm rewatching it now with Emma after I've already rewatched it. It's so good. It's it's very good. And Jack Quaid is such a good little actor. I just love him. Is that Huey? Yes. He's so So good. Yeah. And you're like, oh God, Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan's kid. This is going to be a wreck. And you're like, no, great. Love him. 
And he's the murderer from Hunger Games. He's the one that kills Rue. Yes. Oh, I didn't recognize him from that. Yeah, so he said people are, he'll put up a picture of him like fly fishing and someone's like, nice picture. You killed Rue! (laughs) I think Huey's a really good recovery role for him then. I love him so much. That show's really well done. It's Yeah. Thumbs up on boys. Yeah, really good. Love it, love it, love it. So then I was, I'll just ramble on for another minute. So then I was house-sitting for somebody who had cable with fur pets. And somehow, Speed was on all day. So I decided (laughs) to watch it a lot. Because I find Keanu very attractive in that movie. Sandra Bullock is adorable. It's hilarious. It's never stopped going. Yeah, I love it. They're funny. There's lots of little side jokes in there. Yeah. And then the soundtrack is so good. Bum, 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 bum. Anyway, I love it. So I watched that a couple times. Then I was like, I need to spend some more quality time. No, 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 no. So I was listening to another podcast, The Rewatchables, and they were talking about how great the John Wick movies are. Are Have you seen those? No. I mean, it's a high blood count. Um, Well, so is The Boys. Well, it's 299 deaths in the three movies put together, which I feel like is more than all the SVUs I watch. And it's a lot of close-up. He shoots everybody in the head so that they're dead dead. So the gun goes, and you see the blood spurt, and you're right there. Like, doesn't the camera pan away? <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, they're, I mean, they are horrible. They are, like, what's wrong with society? They are desensitizing us. It is a video game come to life, and I loved every minute of it. And he's trained his ass off. Martial arts amazingness. There's representation all over the place. I feel like can't act. But, like, Ruby Rose, wow. Can't act, but gorgeous. She, she is gorgeous. Yeah. And then Asia Kate, somebody who's a they in the third one. So anyway, there's a mythology around it. It's not just killing. The mythology is super interesting. Um, so I'm waiting. I watched all three in one day. That's 299 deaths. Bam, bam, bam. Damn. But I got to say, my person, my Michelle Kwan, is Keanu Reeves. Wow. Can you know if you're out there? I mean, he'll always be out there because he's immortal. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I don't know. Well, you saw what's the always be my baby when he was just hilarious. Like, I think that he doesn't take himself too seriously. No, he he rides the subway. I know, and he gave a lady a seat. Did you not see that Instagram video? Someone was like taking a video, and he was like, "You want to sit down?" And she was like, "Okay." I'm like, (laughs) "Yes, I do." Yeah. Um, Did you watch anything else? I don't want to go down my any more of my embarrassing list. Oh, Dancing with the Stars. Did you see who's going to be on there? Um, Johnny Weir. Anyway, <laughs> Carol Baskin is going to be on there. Carol Baskin. Oh, dear God. And Monica, the coach from Cheer. Yes. It's going to be good times. <laughs> I mean, Carol Baskin. Wow. wow. Who is thirsty? That is intense. I have no interest in watching that lady do anything. No. Why couldn't they have gotten Jerry from Cheer? I mean, I, I'm kind of fascinated to watch Carol Baskin twerk that ass with a mask on. <laughs> Carol Baskin. I know. How are they going to do that? I don't know. Well, they're filming all those other shows. Nice. By the way, just while we're still in this sphere for one second, Anne Heche is also on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, poor Anne Heche. Nelly is on there because he has nothing else to do. Oh, no. <laughs> And Chrishell from Selling Sunset, which you two never watched, but should have gotten it too. 
you say? Emma's well, Emma and I are the same the same person. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna go with a big fat no on that one. <laughs> here's what here's what happened. We came out of the same womb. Emma came out of the womb. Just like Cersei and Jamie Lannister. Okay, we're finished with this, I believe. <laughs> this has been a lovely run. <laughs> I also had to rewatch some Game of Thrones because I must find murder comforting. I mean, I do not know what's going on. I mean, I will say that like all the wet ass pussy memes are amazing. I'm super into Cardi B right now. I do not like. I'm all... super into voguing right now. <laughs> super into voguing right now. I'm not super into literally every white gay man immediately going like, my their usernames are all just some version of wet ass pussy at the moment. Just whap or like p word because Ben Shapiro can't say pussy or like get one wet apparently. I know, but wet and gushy is even grosser than wet ass pussy. It's like a gusher. Is that it's not, not satisfying? Good. Not to me. It is wet and gushy. I'm like, oh, it's wet and gushy. <laughs> I don't want my girl parts to be wet and gushy. I don't want to eat anything that's wet and gushy. Is this David is macaroni in a pot? I would never describe it as wet and gushy, but now I will. <laughs> Bye, macaroni and cheese forever. Thanks, Emma. <laughs> Did you see that Daniel Newman tweet? So he's like this D-list actor who was on The Walking Dead, apparently. And he tweeted um, <laughs> something about diversity and how we all need to like think of other people and look at our friend group and change and find someone who doesn't look like us. Then three hours later, he posted a photo that was like, summer fun, don't worry. We're on a private island. We were oh all God. tested. That's why there are no masks. Yes, I Where did one? see it all. And all it's white all people. just what, the same physique white 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 and then to counter it because everyone turned that into a meme he started, oh, yes. re- he started retweeting all of his tweets from earlier where he was just like black lives matter like i did something guys i tweeted about this earlier and then i forgot about it because racism is fixed it was just ah then there was clickbait today i didn't click it but about how the gays are refusing to deal with corona and they're just gonna party their asses off it's just insane. While the rest of us are getting slowly crazier and sadder inside, while the rest of y'all continue to propagate this fucking pandemic because you couldn't miss one summer. Like, hot girl summer, let's, like, stay safe, America. Did I just become a conservative talking point? I hope not. And there's so many people who are like, this is discrimination. It's just like, oh, sweetie, No. None of this is discrimination. You are not being discriminated against because you're not wearing a mask. I'm judging you harshly because you're not wearing a mask, but that's not what this is. My favorite dog on Instagram, maybe mask, would say, <laughs> snouts out, don't count. So it's a mask. It said, snouts out, don't count. Like, put your damn nose in. I'm like, yes. The dogs of Instagram, you know that Dodo has been just blowing it up this week. They have just known that I needed them after all those John Wick murders to see, like, a dog that was in a drain pipe with his puppies get saved. Did you hear that? They, like, stage those? (laughs) Why would you do that to her? No. It's like my lifeline. (laughs) No, there was a... a Literally a tear is forming. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I mean, I don't know why I care. House owners are staged. I still enjoy it. No, I haven't had three light calls in a while. It's affecting me. No. There was was an article that said... um, some percentage of those dog rescue things are staged, but it was by the click hole and which is like a satire site, like um, the onion. And so I read it and that's always what I think of, but it's, 
I don't know that for sure that they're real, but well, it would be I great if they were definitely fake. To be saved, but I no, 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 Julie, it is perfectly authentic. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I made a mistake. I made a mistake. I tried to make a joke, but I'm messing with people's lives. You know that I have to like counterbalance all the ter- terrible things that are going on by watching a puppy get pulled out of a drain pipe. Yes, and it was not put there. He chose to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you all have enjoyed this final take all over the place because I am dead now. Well, the Dodos are already dead. They're extinct. Much like your love for me. <laughs> now, those are very real, very genuine, super sweet. Love them as well. I was referring to a clickhole article that lambasted them falsely. They're real, and I made a mistake. Well, either way, they do a really good job because there's like two or three other people that try and be the Dodo in their stories that aren't good. The dodo's amazing. As soon as I see that little dodo, I guess it's a bird. Uh, <laughs> it's just like... I listen to your tennis diatribe. I listen to the gymnastics things that you should have already known. I say nothing. <laughs> and then you squish my heart. Squish no! Oh my god. The dodo is real. I, literally, how are you going to take anything I say? Seriously, I don't know what I'm talking about. I haven't left my room for three weeks. They say love it or list it is too. I don't care. Well, reality TV is sometimes staged, yes. That I will concede. But the dog rescues are not. Fine. <laughs> Never going to get a dog anyway. No, I want to get a dog. And my dad and I have talked about this, and I think it's going to happen. Why do you look so scared? I can take care of nothing. You should be scared. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we should share a dog. That'd be good. <laughs> oh, that'd be cute. We could share a dog. That'd be fun. We could, because I literally am like, uh, I can't get a dog, because I'll be like, I went to the store, I've been gone for 12 minutes, i got to go back. And like, I, I don't never want a dog leave to my ever house. And I never leave my house. That's what I'm saying. This is my mom. We're always there. Yeah, maybe they could become friends with Frank. Oh my god, yes! Get a Frank. dog. Does Frank like other dogs? No, but we'll make him. <laughs> All my neighbors got pandemic puppies. Not that I talked to any of them, but I literally see them on the street, and I'm like, did you get a pandemic puppy? Oh my god, he's so cute. And then I'm like, just over, and you chirp that dog, and it ends up on the toe <laughs> No, we should. Let's go to the. Um... Never going to the pound. No. I will just okay. lay down on the floor and start crying. No, let's go to the website. <laughs> no, and... I've already done it. I also signed up to volunteer to be a writer for the SPCA or whatever they're called now because they need a volunteer writer to like tell the little stories like bingo loves to snuggle with the blah 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 and, do, 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 oh and did they God. call me back no they didn't <laughs> where i would go and like interview the dogs and get to know their little likes and dislikes offering send in a writing sample good writer come on <laughs> that's a missed opportunity i can't believe they didn't call you back then i tried you to get do. on wag and rover jesus christ you need six credible sources of people who think that you made out with their dog and are amazing i was like i don't have time for this just because I was like wanting to walk a dog, you know? What's, is that wet ass gunt? What's wet? Yes. With your wet ass gunt. Yes. <laughs> oh, the grundle. No, that's what I should have said. The grundle is the period between the space, the flesh between your anus and your testicles. Isn't that a taint? It has many names. There are synonyms. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I got adjectives, I got spunky, I got 
um, cuddly. I got, you know, good stuff to say about little soft bunny rabbits and stuff. But mm-hmm. doesn't matter. So I'm while right. catatonic, you were just looking at Twitter and Reddit and Instagram? Julie, I was watching videos of gymnasts. <laughs> I was watching videos of Little Mix being cute and hilarious. I was watching um, myself slowly slide into a deep depression. And I was watching The Boys. Um, I also started watching, I don't know if you've heard of the show. It was like pretty, it started in 1998, but it was like pretty underground. It's called Will and Grace. Um, Started watching that again. Problematic, a little bit. Your love of mediocre sitcoms is beyond me. If there's a gay character, sign me up, bitch. Sign me up. Is there a gay, I mean, Jack is gay. Will is not. (sighs) No, he's not. I wanted Will and Grace to get together when I was younger. Like, I knew he was gay, but I was like, it's a show. They can make it happen. Take me away. Are we going to watch Holland's Drag Race? A hundred percent. Probably, yeah. A hundred percent, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, thank God for the nonstop drag content. It's nonstop. Is every year like this, or is this 23? No. Special? No, it used to go... One year, then a break, then another year, then a break, then All-Stars. Not like boom, 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 boom. It's great. Which, like, they already started filming All-Stars 2, which is in, or All-Stars 6. That's insane. Is that true? They, yeah, they finished season 13 already. They're starting filming on All-Stars 6. We've got Holland coming out. We just finished Canada. We've got Drag Race Review. We had 12 earlier, All-Stars 5. This is insane. Am I it's sick so of it? I should be. Am I? Sometimes, but really, no. I'm not. I look forward to it. I'm sad there's no Canada this week. But Canada, Canada was my favorite season since, like, the heyday. I did watch the first episode of that Zac Efron show. <laughs> <laughs> and? He ruined his chocolate. <laughs> and I have ordered rye flour so that I can make the, uh, the Icelandic bread. How cool is that? So like, delicious. bury it? Oh, my uh-huh. God. They're like, taste it. It's still hot. I'm like, is it? I don't want that warm bread. Oh my God. I know. Got the like vegan health food guy to eat just like sweet bread right out of the earth. Was that the same episode where they went to the park where the ranger knew nothing and he'd only worked there for a day? (laughs) Yeah. You're like, this could have been edited out by anyone who isn't stoned. No, they chose it. (laughs) They thought it was such a funny setup. I mean, I I've never he's been checked in toothbrush. Oh, my God. He's like, what? I don't know. How much water pumping through her? I, I, don't, I don't. Just don't go over the cliff. That's all I can tell you. How many waterfalls are there? Oh, I, 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 <laughs> I see at least two. Uh, I maybe need to rewatch that Nick, Nick, Efron, Nick Efron show. It, it's it's Zach, but I appreciate that we're similar <laughs> in your mind. For those of you who don't know, we've been on this Skype call for nearly nine days now. So... <laughs> It's why we haven't put out new episodes. We've just been recording the whole yes. time. I've confused Nick Cotter with Zach Efron. <laughs> Which I don't think Nick Cotter finds any offense. Thank you. <laughs> Where are I'm you? I'm here. I just can't see either of you. So. Well, we can see you. Or at least your mouth. <laughs> okay, wait. Are you back? Yeah, you're back. Okay, cool. Yeah, we're there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Nick, how many gemstones would you give women's gymnastics? A hundred gemstones. Emma, how many gemstones would you give Outlander? 
97. Wow. wow. Really? I wish rape was, rape was less of a plot device. So confusing <laughs> for every character. Yeah, true. Very and true. still a 97. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, my 299 John Wick murders, I'm going to go with a solid like 88. Wow. The year of Emma's birth. Is that true? Yeah. I was born in 88. That's terrible. All right. Let's end on how many gemstones would you give Canada's Drag Race as a whole? Uh, 95. Even though Jimbo lost. I was yeah. okay with Jimbo going home early. Yeah, because he did a bad job of the lip yeah. sync, but... Mm-hmm. He had just been the front runner for you guys forever. Oh, wait. So, like, the contestants, 95. The, like, <laughs> judging um, and, the, like, the pro- like certain aspects of the production, I would say, like, maybe 82. So, average would be, I'm not a mathematician, 88, maybe. Um, what do you got? <laughs> I really liked it. I feel like it was like a 95. Yeah. Well, the lip syncs were great. Oh, the lip syncs were so good. The mini challenges, I really liked all the mini acting challenges. Except for that like weird Canadian history acting one. But, you know, that was in the early days. (laughs) It really picked up a lot of steam. I loved it. How many gemstones do you give Canada? 95. I agree right with you. We were right on the same place. That's so fun. Takes All Over the Place is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. (laughs) The awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. (laughs) We love you, Frank.